So um, I think we can all agree that Joseph's life is um, quite the roller coaster. Starts out dad's favorite in a large family. He has a very colorful coat. Um, and then things take a turn. His brothers turn on him. They throw him into a pit. And I would assume at that point that he probably thinks he's going to die. Um, but then he doesn't. He actually gets sold into slavery. I don't know which is better. I mean, to, to be really honest, like, ooh, I mean, flip a coin. Uh, he ends up down in Egypt, a foreign land. And he ends up actually in Potiphar, captain of the guard. So very high-ranking, nice place. And it turns out that Joseph is actually really good at what he does. Uh, so good that his master, Potiphar, ends up not really having to worry about him. He gets a whole lot of authority and power. So just those events right there are enough to... I don't know, make your head spin at least a little bit. I mean, put yourself in that situation. What kinds of things would be going through your head? Um, There was a a fantastic book published, I don't know, a year or two ago called uh, A Church Called Tove by Scott McKnight and one other author, and I can't remember her name uh, off the top of my head. And they, uh, so if you're looking for something to read, though, highly recommend it. Um, they uh, draw on some research that indicates that if a, a human being is in a position where they have an extraordinary amount of power or authority, it can actually be deeply unhealthy for them. Um, think like you know a young kid who gets everything he or she always wants and then grows up and as an adult gets put into that same situation where they have real power or real authority, they could actually do something with it. I think we can kind of see how that might play out. Or to put it another way, um, it's not that surprising that high-ranking elected officials in our country are constantly getting in trouble, like flagrantly breaking the law um, in some, uh, honestly, in some pretty predictable ways. I could name names, but there are too many. I I don't know where to start. Or uh, high-powered businessmen, billionaires that, uh, you know, eventually it comes out that there's a dark side there. There's a real big dark side. Well, it turns out that... um, Uh, I think it was a group of uh, psychologists in their research uh, indicated that that that's actually a pretty predictable outcome. So Joseph is in a situation where he is really good at what he does. And by being really good at what he does, he now gets into a position where he can flex quite a lot of power. And yet it doesn't seem to break him. And in fact, we learn uh, that he is presented with a very particular temptation. Now, temptation uh, in any form, if it comes across once, um, it's generally easier to say no. But if that temptation is always there, 
that'll, that, that can wear down just about anybody. There's a reason why I'm very, very afraid of keeping big bags of potato chips in my house. It's not a good situation. Um, so, anyway, Joseph is powerful, very well-respected, well-regarded. Uh, according to his words, according to the narrator, he can kind of have the run of the estate. And yet, that kind of power doesn't break him. He does not give in to the temptation. Why? Well, there are probably lots of reasons, but one thing kind of caught my eye. I never really noticed this before until like probably today. Uh, when uh, Potiphar's wife um, extends an offer, he says, I couldn't do this, especially I could not sin against God in this way. Not, I could not sin against my master. I could not sin against God. There's something outside of him that, that grounds him, that keeps his feet in the dust. Or to put it another way, his faith, something about it, brings him down a peg. And that's a really good thing. It's important to remember that we are not the masters of the universe. We are not uh, in control of the people and things going on around us as much as we would love to be in control of everybody and everything around us. It is, in fact, an illusion. And I think Joseph, well, first off, he's had some very, very striking um, lessons in not being in control over the recent years. But it seems like he, uh, he remembers that he's a servant of the Creator God. And ultimately, his actions are accountable to him. Now, she traps him. She tricks him. And he goes from way up here, kind of running the show in the captain of the guard's household, to prison for something that he didn't even do. Now, I don't know about you, but the quickest, easiest way to get under my skin is to accuse me of doing something that I did not do. That, I, I hate that so much. Uh, when I was 17, I think I was, yeah, I was 17, um, I pulled my car into the gas station and the nozzle was like on the ground, which I didn't think of. I was like, oh, that's weird. And anyway, I went through the process and tried to fill my car up and it wasn't working. And so I just, you know, put it back and then just drove around to the one on the uh, opposite side. And then this woman came running out, screaming at me like, how dare you pump your, your steal the gas and then try to drive off. And, and I'm like, ma'am, I have no idea what you are talking about. And she goes, I just watched you do it. I was like, you did not. I, you know, whatever. Of course, I'm already starting to get like pretty irritated, but she, you know, was just started yelling at me. It didn't even get me, give me a chance to, to, um, 
to explain myself or anything. And so finally, she goes, well, guess what? I've called security, and they're going to look at the tapes, and then you're going to be blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, thank God there are tapes. Okay, you're just going to see like a dumb teenager not properly working the pump. And I guess somebody did steal it, but they stole it and then drove off rather than, you know, whatever. Um, but obviously that stuck with me. Joseph probably had a lot of time to think about what happened. That's torture, man. Being put in prison for something you didn't do. Just thinking about it, ruminating, asking yourself, how did you get to this point? So that's twice now that Joseph has lost everything. And it wasn't his fault. I, I don't know about you, but that would, that would come pretty close to breaking me. So, I, I, I mean, the, the way the story is, is, is told, we get a sense that God is doing something. You know, at the very end of the reading, it said that God showed his steadfast love. And in Hebrew, that, that word is chesed. It's, um, it's, it's a much bigger word than just steadfast love. It's like covenant loyalty, loyal love, like a faithful love. It's, it's a very rich, very meaningful word. And uh, he says that God showed his steadfast, loyal, faithful love in, in that he earned the respect of the the. You know, prison warden. I can't remember how, what this translation says. Um, question. You're in prison and for something that you didn't do. And you want God to demonstrate his chesed, his, his faithful love to you. How would you want that to look? Get me out of here. <laughs> This is not a difficult concept. <laughs> not, not let me make friends with the warden. This isn't Shawshank Redemption or something like that. But what a weird, weird way to say that God is going to start to redeem the situation. And that, and that really like, brings to my mind this idea of trust, like trusting God. I will be the first to admit it. I often have a hard time trusting God. Because when, when I talk about trusting God, I usually, if I'm really willing to examine myself, I, I want to trust God for a particular outcome. Like, sure, I will trust God, but usually what I mean and what I think a lot of us mean is I will trust God that the thing that I really want to happen will happen. Maybe... Joseph has learned the lesson early on that that's not how that works. Because twice, he has lost everything. And so as this reading ends, it, I mean, the narrator hints at what's coming next. Something is going to happen, but he's stuck rotting in jail for something he didn't do, having lost everything for the second time. The Apostle Paul, New Testament, 
uh, describes Jesus uh, in one of his letters saying that he, even though he was in the very uh, form of God, did not, equa- did not account equality with God a thing to be used for his own benefit, but instead emptied himself. So, like I said, that there, there are parallels between Joseph's and Jesus' life, and this is one of them. Joseph lost everything and ended up empty, unwillingly. Jesus emptied himself. Joseph's faith brought him down a peg, reminded him that he is not the master of the universe, as handsome as apparently he was, or as talented as he was, but rather it kept his feet on the dust. Jesus, in emptying himself, walked on the dust. He was the one that lowered himself. And so, wherever we find ourselves as we kind of look at the the story of Joseph, you know, if we find ourselves identifying with sort of being down and out and having lost everything, or maybe you find yourself uh, in a a place in life where you're just constantly tempted, or you find yourself despairing, you don't know what is going on, you don't know what God is going to do, in a very real but kind of hard-to-describe way, Jesus emptied himself to get on your level. And that same spirit, that animating force, that that animating personality that we would call the Holy Spirit that drove Jesus eventually toward his death and destruction and then caused his body to breathe three days later, is the same spirit that lives in you as the people of God. I mean, we, it's easy to look at the stories of Joseph and say, yeah, well, that kind of strength of character, I could never live up to that. Yeah, you can, because you have that spirit in you. It may not look like it now, It may be a long process. You may not finally come to that until long after you are gone and God has raised you from the dead. But that reality is yours. That strength, that power uh, to defeat that despair, to defeat and walk away from that temptation in your life is yours. Because Jesus emptied himself. For your sake. Amen.